Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This guy is a machine. All he does is work out and pick winners. Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. Oregon's down by 12. They're on the 45-yard line with no timeouts. Oregon's got an all-American field goal kicker. Why didn't somebody tell me? Chicago Sports Betting Show. Touchdown, Ohio State. There are some folks who are celebrating and others who are saying, you've got to be kidding. You kind of know what I'm thinking about. Over or under? Under would be the key word. Hello? Bet with an edge. He'd find out the kind of inside stuff nobody else knew, and that's what he put his money on. He even figured out the different bounce you got off the different kinds of wood they used on college basketball courts, you know? Early odds with Joe Ostrowski. A friend of mine is very smart, said I've been very lucky with gambling. I've never won. Saturday mornings on 670 The Score and the Radio.com app. How great are these four days? Thanksgiving NFL games, 15 college football games yesterday. Rivalry week is here. It continues today. A full slate of NFL games, even though we had three on Thursday because we're all done with the buys. But the headline for me in the NFL is going back to last Monday. What we're seeing out of this Ravens run and the reaction that happened at sportsbooks. The Ravens in some spots are now the favorite to win the Super Bowl, the outright favorite, and Lamar Jackson, pretty heavy favorite to win the MVP. There were some 200-1s early on in the summer, 100-1s. I talked to some people that went over the border to Iowa right when the season was starting. They bet Lamar Jackson as 100-1 to get the MVP. The day the NFL season was starting, I got some Lamar Jackson action for myself at 66-1. So please, Lamar, please. Let's just stay healthy and have a nice performance this weekend against San Francisco. Now to why you came here on this holiday weekend. With us on Early Odds this week, our guest is Jim Sonis, a senior writer and analyst for Number Fire. Covers a lot with DFS football, baseball, golf, NASCAR, busy year-round. He also does a podcast with Dr. Ed Fang that I've been a guest on named Covering the Spread. Search for it. Subscribe to it. He's now returning the favor Jim Sonis, how you doing, my man? I am doing great, Joe. Happy Thanksgiving week to you. How are you doing today? Uh, doing great. Yeah, it's a bit of a blitz this week trying to get everything done. But sometimes we talk about the great sports weekends of the year, sports weeks. This is it over this four-day period, especially for sports bettors who love football. Yeah, I think this is up there. I would put um, the weekend of the NFL draft is great because you have that and you have uh, there's usually a NASCAR race in Talladega and I'm a huge like NASCAR guy. So like that weekend's amazing. Uh, but I think like this one, when you add in, you know, the Thursday games, you add in rivalry week, you get Illinois versus Northwestern, which be better <laughs> than that this year, right? Um, like it's, 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 
what what more could we ask for? Yeah, we've got to hit on that because I've had fun every time I've spoken with you this season, messing with you from time to time about this Wildcats offense. And there are some people at Northwestern, they like it when you talk about them when things are going great, like last season, but this year, <laughs> not so much. You don't really have to talk about us, guys. It's really, everything's fine. Everything's fine. But over the last three games, there was a UMass game in there. But uh, last three games, they've averaged 30 points. Yeah, I mean, we don't have to acknowledge the fact that UMass is in there. We can pretend that's, <laughs> that's not part of the sample. Uh, Andrew Marty, you know, he, he looked okay. Uh, eight, I won't say how many passes he attempted against Minnesota, but he did complete 80% of his passes. So uh, we don't need to know sample sizes. Sample size is totally irrelevant. He was great. Nothing could possibly go wrong here. It will not be a heartbreaking, crushing, embarrassing loss to Illinois. So, Definitely not going to happen. So obviously, Jim is a big Northwestern fan. He went there. Since it is rivalry week, you get your game against Illinois as eight-point underdogs this weekend. I know you don't have a play on the game, but I talked to Illini, a lot of Illini fans, and maybe my sample size is skewed a little bit. got to tell you, Jim, Illinois fans hate Northwestern. <laughs> Ever since the campaign of Chicago's yeah. Big Ten team resides in Evanston and they wear purple, they are the Northwestern Wildcats, they really, really hate Northwestern. Is it the same for you? Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, because. Okay. My first game that I was ever on sidelines, I did sidelines for WNUR, which is a student radio station in Northwestern. The first game I ever did sidelines was at, it was in Champaign. And Illinois won. Uh, I think Mike Trumpy might have, like, fumbled an option pitch in that game. Um, that, was that AJ Jenkins? I can't remember. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> the, after the game, they played Sweet Home Chicago uh, over the loudspeakers in Illinois, and it was hilarious. Like, you're kind of mad about it, but it's also really funny. So the feeling is very mutual. We take we take the Land of Lincoln hat very, very seriously in Evanston, obviously. Okay, good. So uh, maybe that's yeah. the reason you don't want to place a wager on this one. There's just too much emotions. Let's start yeah. off with the, the slate in college. We got some great ones. Obviously, you mentioned rivalry weekend here. Uh, we're going to hit on the NFL. We actually have more plays there. But let's start with the Iron Bowl. Some big college football playoff implications in this one. Alabama at Auburn. The Crimson are favored by three and a half, a total of 50. This is the last opportunity for Bama to impress the committee since they will not be participating in the SEC championship game. So they might need those style points that we love to talk about. All the chatter about Mac Jones. What's he going to look like under center against a real opponent? But uh, the focus for me will be Najee Harris. I think that's the guy that Nick Saban is going to lean on even more than his QB. Bo Nix can't be a freshman anymore. These big conference games, he's really struggled in. The losses to Georgia, LSU, Florida, some of the greaties in the SEC. Alabama doesn't quite fit that category this season. But, Jim, I'm going to go public here, and I'm going to lay it with Alabama Minus three and a half, and I'm going to hope I didn't waste any futures money when I uh, took some Bama at 25 to one last week. Yeah, I think that like getting that number is not bad, honestly. Like 25 to one is pretty good given the spot they're in. I think with this game, it's really hard for me to get a read on the spread because I respect Auburn's defense a lot, obviously. And Mac Jones, like you alluded to, like, we have no idea what this dude is. His one star team against Arkansas, they're 92nd in SP Plus on the defensive side of the football. That's uh, Bill Conley's metric over at ESPN. 
Like, we have no idea what he's going to look like against a legit defense and, you know, one of the best defenses in all football. The thing that pushes me towards the under in this game, the total is 50. The reason I like the under here is Bo Nix. You alluded to him. You know, he can't be a freshman anymore, but he's played like a freshman when they face good defenses. In the games they face a top 50 defense by SP+, his adjusted yards per attempt is 4.9, and Alabama's defense is not what it was, but, like, they're still good. They're sixth at SC plus on the defensive side of football. So yeah, they're not what they used to be. That's very valid. And I think that's a reason why we could be potentially down on Alabama, but they're still a good defense. And I think it's going to be low scoring. I think that Mac Jones is positioned to succeed because of guys like Najee Harris and the insane levels of talent they have at wide receiver. But I still do think the under is is the my favorite play here on the total at 50. All right, Jim on under 50. I'm taking Alabama minus three and a half. And another big one, Ohio State against Michigan. The Buckeyes are nine-point road favorites going to the big house. Now, the Wolverines, it feels like a lot of people are stuck on the offense they did not really see in the first five games of the year and kind of ignoring a little bit the last six games. Obviously, it's been a disappointing season for Michigan. This was supposed to be their year. They had the losses to Wisconsin and Penn State. But as far as the offseason went and some of the changes they made in the coaching staff, it was all about fixing the offense. And all of a sudden you look up, the competition hasn't been as great. There was a Notre Dame game in there, but over the last four games, they're averaging 42 points per game. Ohio State destroying opponents all season. I think their number one pick in the draft should be Chase Young. Uh, they are going to the Big Ten title game no matter what. They're just waiting on their opponent here, and, and they'll have a shot for the playoff. Whether Ohio State wins or loses, I think they're going to have a shot. It's going to come down to that conference title game. But I'm going to take Michigan plus nine, hoping that it can touch 10 at some point. But I would still take the Wolverines getting nine. Yeah, I think that my initial read on this game was that I wanted to go Michigan plus nine. Uh, and I think the reasoning for that was a lot of because of what we saw out of Ohio State's offense last week. Justin Fields still played really well, but it was the first time that offense looked mortal. And Michigan's defense ranks fifth in SP+, whereas Penn State is 10th. So this is a tougher matchup. But going on the road, it's this huge rivalry game, tough environment to play in, too. Those are a lot of factors. So I initially was inclined to go with Michigan. But then I have these horrible flashbacks of Shea Patterson fumbling like 93 times uh, earlier in the year. And I have a very (laughs) real concern about ball security with with Shea Patterson. And when you've got guys like Chase Young and the rest of the defensive line for Ohio State, those ball security issues are much more uh, forefront in my mind. So I think this is a a game I want to stay away from personally. I think that the line is pretty efficient. uh, And I, I agree with you. My initial lean was towards Michigan. But the fear of Shea Patterson's ball security issues resurfacing really, really did scare me off. All right. And Jim, this afternoon, we've got Wisconsin and Minnesota, and I'm seeing the Badgers as two and a half point favorites, a total of 46. Yeah, I think that Minnesota is a bit undervalued here because it's not because of defense. Their defensive numbers are super flawed. They faced 15,000 backup quarterbacks this year. They faced uh, Northwestern's fourth string quarterbacks effectively last week. Like, I don't care about the defense. To me, the reason that I want to back Minnesota here is their offense. Their offense is really good. Number fire actually has Minnesota winning this game 52% of the time. So if you're getting two and a half points, I find that pretty attractive. Tanner Morgan 
if you look at their four games against top 50 defenses and by SP plus, it's four games. So it's a small sample, meaning they haven't faced the toughest competition. But against those four teams, he has 12.5 adjusted yards per attempt, which is really good. This Minnesota offense can create big plays. Wisconsin can't uh, effectively uh, outside of Jonathan Taylor break, breaking off a long run. So I think that if I'm going to get two and a half with Minnesota at home, I'm going to take that every day. It's really cool how the schedule worked out. And Jim, maybe, maybe you can actually get three points here. The winner of this one going on to the Big Ten title game to take on Ohio State. And that's going to be a monster number. I've heard yeah. some bookmakers say that if it's Minnesota winning this game outright and we're talking about the Gophers and the Buckeyes, the point spread might be 17 to 20 in that range. And I think that's fair. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, like, I like Minnesota, uh, but I think I think that's still fair because, I mean, Ohio State's just so good. And putting them up against any team in the West, as we saw earlier this year, is kind of probably just not going to end well. So I think that a big number is appropriate there. On the college slate, I'm on Alabama minus three and a half, Michigan plus nine. Jim Sonis has the Alabama-Auburn game under 50 and Minnesota plus three. Early odds, Sports Radio 670, the score as always. My name Joe Ostrowski with Jim Sonis. He's a senior writer and analyst for Number Fire. And check out his podcast covering the spread. Now let's move over to the NFL side, Jim. I know you've got a few plays and you're looking at some totals. So let's start with you. We've got Rams Cardinals. LA is a three-point road favorite and the total 47 and a half. Yeah, I really want the over in this game, mostly because of pace. If you look at football outsiders and look at their situation neutral pace numbers, the Rams are the fourth fastest offense in football, and the Cardinals are second. And what that does is it inflates the play volume in that game. More plays leads to more points. And when you can get two versus four and the total is not that outrageous, I'm going to take it every time. Kyler Murray kind of showed against San Francisco that he can hold himself uh, you know, well enough against really good defenses. The Rams are not nearly as good as San Francisco. And the Rams' offense looks broken now. But they've also faced a really tough schedule. Seven of their 11 games have come against teams ranked 11th or better against the pass based on number of fires metrics. And the Cardinals are 28th. So you're getting two offenses that I think will move the football on Sunday in a high-paced game. And I think that, especially with this game being indoors, because this weather weekend looks kind of funky for the NFL slate, I think that when you put it indoors with these two fast teams, the over here is really fun. Yeah, I like your angle there. And I'm in a bunch of contests, so I have to pick five, six, seven NFL games against the spread. And this grabbed my attention as far as a side, too. We, we know Arizona can't stop anyone. I believe eight times this year they've allowed at least 27 points on a four-game losing streak right now. As long as McVay hasn't, quote, lost the team, I think this is a pretty good spot with the Rams. I mean, nobody's going to be betting them after what we saw on Monday night football. And they're in primetime spot the week prior against the Bears. They won by 10, but it wasn't a very impressive victory. And you get the road golf thing going on, so it concerned you a little bit. But L.A. has been winning with their defense this year, and Wade Phillips, with time to prepare, enough time, I, I'm going to side with him. And in this spot, I'm going to take the Rams minus three in the division game on the road. It's a little scary after what we've seen out of this team of late, yeah. but but I'm going to lay it here. Well, but I think with it being a divisional game, it doesn't matter as much because it's the first time it's, they've seen each other. I think they play again yes. in like two weeks. And it's uh, a so short like, spread. 
Yeah, exactly. So, like, I'm really okay with this game. If it were a rematch, then I would be very cautious. Like, I get very wary of betting overs on rematches of divisional games. Mm-hmm. This is the first time they played it. You know, it's week 13, but this is the first time they played. So I think that that does help me quite a bit. And with the Rams, again, they just face such a, such a tough schedule that I think if I were to go with the side, I would go with the Rams as well. But I think the over here is uh, is my, definitely my favorite way to go. And, Jim, there are a lot of fun divisional matchups, and that's where I'm going to go with my next pick. I'm looking at the Chiefs-Raiders game. This is a spot a lot of people bet every single year. Andy Reid off the bye. What is he in his career off the bye? He's 17-3. and three. Somehow Matt Nagy, after two seasons with the Bears, has been awful off the bye. But I compare this spot to what we saw last week with New Orleans and Carolina, a divisional game, and you get a dog getting double digits. Oakland last week, they go across the country, Early slot game. Some people buy into that. Some don't. It's up to you. But it was also a look-ahead game, looking past the Jets and looking ahead to the Chiefs. Oakland still in the playoff race here. All season we've been saying how impressive Oakland has been, and now so many people are jumping off after one no-show against the Jets. I'm not going to overreact. I'm going to take Oakland plus 10. And I think that the final score of that Jets game looks a lot worse than it was because if you remember, there was – a really fluky interception that led to a pick six. Uh, I think that made it at the time 34 to three. I think that was the final score. And then Derek Carr sat at the, in the halfway through the third quarter. So basically John Gruden said, we're not going to win this game. We're going to rest up for next week. And that's going to make the final score look a lot worse than what that game actually was. And that's actually happened a couple of times in Oakland this year, that green Bay game. They, like the final score was super slanted, but they didn't play that poorly in that game. If you look at their, you know, their, uh, Point differential, it's bad. It's really bad, uh, but it's also a bit misleading because they've had games where the point differential has been larger than it should have been. I personally don't don't want to touch this game uh, because I don't have a read when we're recording this about what the health will be of, of Tyree Kill and guys like that. It seems like he's going to go, uh, but I think overall it, it makes sense to buy low on Oakland because last week's game was really, really deceptive. We also have the Jets at the Bengals. Um, This one is open at three. It's at three and a half. Jets are your favorite here at the winless Bengals, a total of 41. Jim, this one caught my eye, but as soon as Cincinnati announced that Andy Dalton was the starter, I said, yeah, I'm not going to lay it on the road with the Jets here. (laughs) Yeah, I don't. Home road splits are questionable, uh, but. Early career, Sam Darnold does have some pretty scary ones, uh, which is why I don't want to focus on the side here. I like the over here as well. I don't generally get as uh, excited for overs. The other game I'm going to talk about later is also an over, so it may feel like I just like points. Uh, But I think that here, it's been weird to see the lack of line movement after they announced that Andy Dalton Yeah, there's a difference, man. We've seen this happen. I think you brought this up on your show before. We had a conversation about it, how it was weird that there wasn't a difference once the Dolphins went from Rosen to Fitzpatrick. And I I feel like this is a very similar situation. Finley was looked at as the worst starting quarterback a week ago. And now you bring in Andy Dalton. You're saying, well, no change to the line. Is he also the worst? I don't think he is. Well, because if you compare the two guys, Ryan Finley has lost half an expected point per dropback. If they're expected to score four and a half points on a drive and they have Ryan Finley drop back to pass, that number is going to drop to four. That's abysmal. It is unfathomable how bad he was. And Dalton was like at zero, like he's below average. 
that's a major difference. The total did go up. Uh, it's gone hmm. up two points from open. It was 39 and a half. It's now 41 and a half. But I think that's not enough. I also would consider going with the Bengals at plus three and a half. But I think I just like the, the total more here. I think that things really should have shifted more uh, drastically once it was announced that Dalton would start. Because they're going to be more competitive. Um, Dalton, he was not the issue with this team earlier. He wasn't good. Uh, I'm not going to say he was good. But he was not the issue. I think they just wanted to see Finley. And you put Dalton back in there. And they also had Cordy Glenn, their left tackle. So instead of starting their fourth-string left tackle, they're now starting their second-string left tackle. That's an improvement. It's still not great, but it's better. So it's kind of like the same thing as Dalton. Still not great, but better. So I think that uh, the over on 41.5, really, I, I just don't get why it hasn't moved more. All right, Jim is eyeing the Jets-Bengals over 40.5, 41, somewhere in this range. And, Jim, I am going back to the AFC West once again for some reason. I don't understand why. This is just how it landed for me. The Broncos and the Chargers. The Chargers are three-point road favorites, total of 38-and-a-half. Something you always want to keep in mind is you want the Chargers as a dog, but as a favorite, you probably want to see if the other side makes some sense. Chargers coming off the bye. I don't think we're going to see another four-interception game for Rivers, but he has seven over his last two games, so who knows? Some people are saying it's over for him. Uh, Denver coming off an awful performance at Buffalo. It was a difficult spot. Had the young quarterback Brandon Allen going against one of the best defenses in the NFL at the Bills, and they're splitting reps this week in practice, so maybe we're going to see Drew Locke starting this one. Denver won the first matchup of the year with Joe Flacco under center, and that final score was 20 to 13, but I am looking at the total, one of the lowest on the card, I'm going over 38.5 for Denver and L.A. Chargers. And I think that the Drew Locke news is important there. Drew Locke took the first rep in practice with the starters, and that's impactful because Drew Locke does not lend himself to unders. He is erratic. He's a madman. Um, He's either going to throw a pick six or he's going to run for a touchdown, throw a long bomb for a touchdown. He really plays into an over. Drew Locke might be terrible in the NFL. There's a very good chance that he's terrible, but he'll be really exciting, and he's going to lead to points. Whether for his team or the other team remains to be seen, but I think with the possibility of Drew Locke starting, and like maybe he doesn't start, maybe he comes in, uh, maybe he comes in as, as the backup, if Brandon Allen struggles, they're going to go to Drew Locke, and that increases the floor of the points of this game. So I think that the unknown there gives us a buying chance uh, to go at the over in that game. Maybe this week the Sunday night football game will actually be good. It was looking like it was going to be exciting <laughs> last week, and not so much. That Niners game was over immediately. Then on Monday, oh, yeah, we get a, we get a good one Monday. No, no, no. Uh, Lamar Jackson says he's going to win the MVP, and that wasn't a good game either. But New England visits Houston, and the Patriots are three-and-a-half-point road favorites, and the total has been hanging around 44-and-a-half to 45. Yeah, I like the over here again. I, I, I'm not using this into overs. It's just weird how this week is aligned. So your, um, your DFS lineups are going to be great. Oh, yeah. And I, think, <laughs> I hope so. I'm going to have a lot of Rams in it. So <laughs> we'll see, I guess. But um, I think that with this Patriots-Texans game, it's kind of the same line of thinking as with the Rams-Cardinals, uh, where it's two fast teams. The Patriots are first in situation-neutral pace. Texans are 11th. And we haven't noticed that the Patriots recently because they've been super banged up. But before last week's game, they got Isaiah Wynn back. And then this week, they should get Mohamed Sanu and Philip Dorsett back. They are not going to be the same offense that you have seen on the field the past two weeks, given the returns of Wynn, 
likely Sanu and likely Dorsett. That is a different team. That's a much better team. They're facing a Texans offense that won't have J.J. Watts. They've had a banged-up secondary all year long. And I think Deshaun Watson should be able to move the football, even though I respect the Patriots' defense a lot. So I think the over here at 44-and-a-half is, is fun. I just like fast teams playing indoors. We get two separate spots of that this week uh, with the Patriots, Texans, and the Rams, Cardinals. And I'm going to take advantage when that's given to me. You know, we just took four overs in the NFL. What could possibly yeah possibly go wrong but i gotta tell you jim that i do uh i do like all four of these jim sauna says over for rams cardinals jets Bengals, patriots texans i'm on oakland getting 10 and the over between the broncos and the chargers jim sauna senior writer and analyst for number fire check out his podcast covering the spread jim thank you so much for coming on early odds this week thank you joe i appreciate it again happy thanksgiving to you and hopefully your bets go well this weekend Follow Jim on Twitter by his name, at Jim Sonis. I'm at Joe0670. This will sound like a bit of a humble brag, but I had probably the best weekend of my sports betting life, if you're not counting futures, uh, last weekend. So my plan going into this weekend is to just ease up a little bit. Obviously, don't have as much time to do all the research on all the games. So you know that going in. It's going to come back to get you sometimes after you just have a terrific run. And you never know when it's going to come. Uh, don't let the sports betting with all these great games to wager on this weekend. You have some extra time off. Don't let it interfere with what's really important. We know it's all about friends, all about family. So make sure you uh, take time to enjoy what you have in the rest of this weekend. Inside the clubhouse is next on The Score with Bruce Levine and Mike Esposito. I'll be back on The Score Monday and Tuesday evening. We'll talk then. Best of luck. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Selling a little or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing. However you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits. Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. And sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. And Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24-7 help is there 
there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odysseypodcast, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash odysseypodcast now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash odysseypodcast. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey.